I'm Sim K. Retour. This is Queer Contemplations. Knowing what to do. This is Anita's story. Being officially disowned. Oh, and I refused to compromise on anything. I was undeniably into it. Lunch calls and I immediately hear my stomach moan for fried loomy, or feel my purse beat begrudgingly against the third vegan burrito that week. I know what pose hits the spot in bed and what look to give in a bar to get them there. I've engineered myself to be an image of perfection. Oh, and I refuse to compromise on anything. Couldn't tell. Back to the delusion triggered by my dilemma. What does one do when they're unsure of where to turn? How do you explain to your job colleagues and uni mates that the origin of the copious amount of money you've suddenly obtained stemmed from your role as a sugar baby for a nauseatingly bizarre, mature lesbian couple? Girl and girl action is nothing to be ashamed of, I'm, I'm well aware of that. So are my uni mates, I mean I've snogged half of them. But this couple, they're older, eccentric in an uncool way, and it wouldn't be an entanglement to be proud of. When they tipped you generously and made an obvious show of preference for me and persisted with sexually extended metaphors, I acted coy, then roasted them post-departure. With my back turned to colleagues, I'd slipped the professional card they'd gifted into the front pocket of my apron. Those metaphors mounted to an offer of being their personal plaything, and I was undeniably into it. What about my perfect reputation of having perfect game, obtaining anyone I want regardless of relationship status? How could I admit to wanting to be dominated and perhaps even dominate the atypical MILFs assumed by all to lack substance beyond their money and subversive taste? Right, I could say I won the lottery? No, no, I'm not thinking. I've publicly said that playing the lottery was crackhead behaviour that played to the vulnerabilities of the capitalist population. Well, shit, serves me right for being an opinionated critical cow. Perhaps I could just blag about gaining inheritance from my radical great-aunt in Rajasthan. You know, the old fruitcake hooked on opium. Last year, my family sent me there for cultural education and to put me in the the runnings of inheritance. I gladly expected the hot weather and hot food, forgetting to anticipate the, uh, the hot girls. Whispers grew about my questionable character until the withered great-aunt managed to hear of it with her selectively challenged ears. You'd never guess how many words were synonymous for harlot until you were trilingual. Don't even get me started on the homophobic ones. Promptly, I was sitting on an aircraft, headed back to the UK. Back at home with mates, I narrated the whole tale, and being officially disowned became an informal stand-up routine. A single stingy word didn't leave the estranged old woman's lips, because shame gripped the words in her throat. But, if she despised me so much, how could I claim that I'd be heir to her land? It's an invalid excuse, lotteries out of the question, and honesty... Honesty would subject me to accusations of being high-end escort cougars. 
When I buy this centrally located apartment I want in the middle of my degree while having a part-time job, it would be obvious to all that my homophobic, working-class family wouldn't be responsible for the unexpected prosperity. Perhaps I should just sod it all and spotlight as a hide-hit woman. Know anyone that needs murdering? This episode of Queer Contemplations was written and performed by Sim K. Rittor and produced by Long Stories Media. For more information on Sim's work, click the link in the episode notes or visit longstoriesmedia.com.